Devon Funds Management, Greg Smith, good morning. Good morning to you, Mike. Talk me through Ryman. Hey, uh, good result. We liked it and so did the market. Uh, shares and retirement operator up 8% to 6 bucks 6 on Friday, and that uh, helped drive the NZ50. Um, so what were the investors excited about? Well, underlying earnings going pretty well. Profits, been expected, up 18%, almost $302 million. Uh, and that was above guidance of 280 to 290. Revenue's on the rise as well. So strong resale margins, that's the picture there. They're uh, earning more on retirement units that they're selling. Um, and the Australian business is going pretty well as well. Assets up 14%, $12.5 billion. Uh, and inflation's at work in the retirement care sector as well. So the average price per unit's up around 10%. Um, just at the bottom line, if you look at that, that looked a little bit negative. The pro- um, that was actually down, in terms of profits, down 60% to $258 million, But that's mainly because of lower uh, revaluation gains with the property market having softened. But on line basis, things pretty good. They actually reckon um, uh, earnings are going to rise to 310 to $330 million over the next year. So this is all, we obviously, post the capital raise earlier in the year. They've uh, stabilised the balance sheet. Net debt, that's fallen from $3 billion last September to $2.3 billion, so that's good. And yeah, just wiser this time around after all those sort of problems with with debt. So they're focusing more on broad acre developments, uh, less, less density sort of villages. Uh, still investing in portfolio development around about a billion dollars, and that led to a bit of a cash outflow, but they reckon there'll be cash flow positive by full year 25. That's good. Uh, and still, of course, Mike, you know, got that demographic tailwind. You know, we're, we're all getting uh, older and we're living longer, and that's uh, you know, obviously good for them. They've got uh, around about 14,000 residents, and that's climbing. We've got 11 sites in Landbank and 14 villages under construction both sides of the Tasman. So a lot for investors to like. Look, the shares have had a tough time, but they were 15 bucks uh, in uh, pre-COVID Feb 2020, uh, but appear to be turning a corner, so that's good. All right. And then when I was talking on Friday, McCarthy's saying they could be voting this week, and then McCarthy's saying that the Republicans, and the, I mean, there's a whole, it's a mess. It is a bit of a mess. Yeah, he's done a bit of a backflip, hasn't yeah. he? He said it was going to be resolved in a week. And, uh, and now he's saying that um, you know, Biden needs to lift his game and, uh, I suppose, moderate his extreme position. So, um, yeah, obviously, political football. You know, we've actually have been here before, as many will know. Uh, yeah, the, the limit on the debt ceiling is currently $31.5 trillion US dollars. That figure's getting closer by the day. And the X date is June 1, isn't it? That's in theory at which the, uh, the government's going to run out of money and have to choose which bills it will pay. Um, yeah, obviously, Biden's been at the G7. He's cut short his overseas trip. Maybe it's a case of being sort of face-to-face uh, to get things over the line. Um, yeah, as I say, this has made for some much anxious, time, uh, anxious times in the past, and we've gone to the wire and even beyond it in some cases. But you know, no one really wants to be seen as responsible for, I suppose, all the volatility that would ensue, you know, all the repercussions economically and, of course, politically. So, look, ultimately, they reach an agreement. And it's worth pointing out that this is not necessarily just a Republican's version versus Democrats thing in terms of who's driving it. I mean, the, the debt ceiling has risen consistently, regardless of who's been in power. And if you look at where, where it was in the mid-90s, $5 trillion, you know, we're now at 31 and a bit trillion, so, you know, what's a few trillion between friends? Uh, bizarre. What are the numbers? 
Uh, so numbers we've got uh, the Dow that's down. That was down 109 points, 33,426. S&P 500 down 0.14%, 4191. Nasdaq down 0.24%. FTSE up 0.19%, 7.756. Nikkei. Hey, Japanese stocks are having a great run. The Nikkei is actually at its highest level since 1990, up 0.8% on Friday, 38.08. ASX 200 up 0.6%. Gold up 22 bucks, 2,000 even. Oil down 31 cents, 71 spot 55. Kiwi stronger across the board up 1% against the US, 62.8. Over 50 against Sterling now, Mike, up 0.7%, 50.5. 94.4 against Aussie. Uh, NZ50 was up 1% helped by that rhyme result, 12.099. We're at a three-month high. Plenty going on this week. We've got full-year results from Fish and Pockle Healthcare, Main Freight, and plenty of others. Uh, and the RBNZ yes. this week as yes. well. Big decision. Very big decision. Catch up soon, mate. Appreciate it very much, Greg Smith. Have more on the RB's decision later in the program, by the way. Devon Funds Management. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.